0: This is Fresh Matters, and I am Papa Kwesi Ndung. Hi. I recently went out there, I wrote an open letter to the president, Nana Adudankwa Kufuado. I made it public and I did so with good reason. I wanted all Ghanaians to know, that it is important for us to do something different, something important, something urgent, and maybe something very drastic in order for all of us to know that change must come. Not just incremental change, but that change big change, huge change must come if we want something good, if we want something wonderful, if we want prosperity for many Ghanaians to happen. And I've gotten many, many, many reactions from all kinds of people. Citizens in Ghana, citizens in the UK, Europe, Asia, America, and so on and so forth, from all over the world, they have said, yes, we agree. Change must come. Ghana must go beyond aid. But they're all asking, who is going to take the lead? Who is going to carry this flag, who will be the one to spread the message in such a way that many, many, many people who can make things happen, will not just pay attention, but will jump on the bandwagon for the change we all need to happen. So Today, I want to get back to the same topic. And I'm saying again that I support the Ghana Beyond Aid agenda as as it is written. And also say that, yes, I did support the zero tolerance for corruption. Call. I, like other people, have repeated that the private sector is the engine of growth, but it hasn't moved. It needs the fuel. I had nothing against accountability, probity,
1: and,
0: and the rest. But we are where we are, and where we are is not good. We are crying over the depreciation of the city. We don't take care. It will soon get to 10 Ghana cities to one U.S. dollar. We're going back to where we ran away from. And many of my friends who have traveled from outside of the country to Ghana for a holiday, for brief visits, for business, many of them are running away. And they are saying, but your Ghana has become too expensive. We must listen. We must listen to all of them. And do something different. So yes, many people know that I have all manner of difficulties, all kinds of challenges in business. But I can't keep quiet. I cannot be silent. Not on this matter. On other things, I'm not talking. And I won't talk. But on the matter of what we must do to change the situation, I cannot remain silent. So I'm repeating, Ghana must change or die. Now change in what direction? Change in which areas? It is also not a secret that I'm one of the founders of a political party in Ghana the Progressive People's Party. But this is not about politics. This is about development. And this is about what we must do to make sure that the majority of Ghanaians, citizens, that they can look forward to a better life some of us have prospects elsewhere we can go to other places other countries and live lives a better life for that matter so i speak not for myself i speak for the many the many who are are not only born in ghana but live in Ghana and will live the rest of their lives in Ghana and must look forward to what others and all of us must do to make life in Ghana something good, something wonderful, something positive. So we must get back to A certain agenda. And for me, there are a number of different critical aspects of this agenda. You cannot take them (laughs) out of turn, or you can't say, I will do one, but I will not do the other. I'll do two, but I'll not do the others. So let me mention. some of these, some of these matters or agenda items that must be taken care of together. Already we, we have implemented in Ghana a form of education. I just don't think it goes far enough And it hasn't been articulated well enough. And here I'm talking about the free SHS policy that has been implemented, which some people are calling for it to be reviewed. Let me tell you, my version of that is, yes, I support free SHS. But it must go further than that. That we must start from kindergarten and say that every child born in Ghana must be entitled, must be given free, compulsory, continuous education from kindergarten all the way to the end of senior high school. That is a must. We're in the technology age, now we're going beyond technology age. If your children don't have at least a high school education, well the country which is made up of those children will continue to be behind. But it must start from kindergarten all the way to the end of senior high school and it must be compulsory It must be compulsory. Boys, girls, all of them must go. No matter where they come from in the country. No matter what religion. Christian, Muslim, traditional, whoever. So that must happen. But you see, there's something that many people aren't talking about. When you say senior high school, a lot of people continue to talk about boarding schools. Well, boarding schools cost money. Somebody must find a place for the children to sleep. They must find food for them to eat. Someone must look after them 24-7. So that's not what I'm talking about. I believe, like some other people, That it is time that we get away from the idea that if you're not in a boarding school for senior high school, then the education is not good. Why can't somebody who is from Cape Coast, why can't someone who is from Cape Coast live with their parents in Cape Coast, sleep at home and then get up in the morning and go to St. Augustine's. Or someone living in Cape Coast, go to Infantipim or Holy Child. Why? Why not? Why can't someone? at the Ednaman High School, live in Elmina, and and go to school every day, engage in extracurricular activities, and go back home and sleep. Why can't we do that? What's the problem with that? The Americans do it. Most Americans do not go to Boarding schools, they live at home, they go to school, they come home. Those who decide to go to boarding schools know that it costs money. So they must find the money to go to those boarding schools, most of whom are private schools. So why should we, a country like Ghana, Limit access only because we want people to go to boarding houses. Why? So if there's going to be a review, well, let the review come from that perspective. You want a child to go to boarding school, well, find money and pay for it. Or get a scholarship to pay for it. But that should not be seen as a right. Going to senior high school should be a right. Right? And so we must build more so people can go to these day schools and we must make them good. It can happen. So that's one. That sort of change must happen. Number two, I have been talking and talking and talking about a national identification system. A national identification system that records everyone from the time they are born and gives them a number which stays with them until the day that they die from cradle to grave. So my point is, and I've been saying it again and again, over and over and over again, this unique identification number will solve many problems for us whether it's for a passport, a driver's license, a bank account, a loan, anything. And it is what should be used to register a person to go and vote automatically. Because if you have that card, that number, from the day you are born, and you carry it along with you, You can't change it. If you don't have that number, that unique number, you can't do anything else. It will help us with taxation. It will help us to to record any and everything. It will help reduce fraud in our system. And it can be used to get anything that you want in our system. It will make us a better, disciplined Society. And if you're going to have a common identification number, it must come with technology. It's must come with technology. That's why we must not play politics with it. This isn't anything that can become any one person's agenda. I've been talking about this for years and years and years. But others have been talking about it as well. But those with authority, who have the means because they are in authority in government, must make it happen. Some of us tried and did what we could, at least to move the agenda forward. Others must make it happen, and it must not become political football. Not in Ghana. We need it. We must change, we must use it, we must do it, or we die with it. We have talked all, so many times, about the powers of the presidency. This is not talking about Nana Akufuado, or anybody in particular. It is not Rawlings, it is not Mills, it is not Mahama, it is not Akufoado it is not about me or anybody else. This is about Ghana. We must make sure that we give the president of the country just enough powers for him or her to be able to carry out the leadership responsibility. But we can't give him all the powers as we have done now. Why, why should one person be the one to appoint all municipal, metropolitan, district chief executives and one third of all assembly members? Why? One person is a human being. We must change it or we die with it. Why should the presidency control the legislature? By controlling the legislature, they are also turning around and controlling the judiciary. Why should that happen? So nobody can talk, nobody can speak, no one can move, nobody can think, no one should disagree, no one can do anything different. Should, should if the president is a Muslim and belongs to PPP, And it's an Ashanti. Should everyone be a Muslim, be an Ashanti, belong to a PPP? Absolutely not. There must be room to disagree. That's human. So the powers of a president must be diluted from what it is today. So A person appointed as president by the president who who is already a member of parliament cannot continue to be a member of parliament if he or she is appointed to be a minister of state. He should belong to the executive. Let's separate the executive from the judiciary. Just make that change happen. So I'm I don't want to overburden this matter. So I'm gonna stop there and just bring up one more item. That one more item has to do with indigenous businesses. Some people, when you talk about businesses, just say, ah, that's somebody's private benefit. No. It is the businesses that provide jobs. It's not government, it's the businesses. But indigenous businesses can sprout up all over the country and they are the ones who must provide the jobs. So they must be protected. They must be helped, supported to grow. That is why we must have an indigenous financial sector controlled by Indigenous Ghanaian people because their money stays. They have friends, they have relatives in Ghana. They will support them. They will create jobs. They are the ones we must must deal with and promote. So it is important. It is really, really important that we are bold, bold. Because if you say, um, let's stop the importation of rice, someone is interested in importing the rice. But if you import that rice, you create jobs somewhere else, in another country, when we can grow the rice in Ghana. So let's stop the importation of certain specific items. Why must we import chocolate? Why must we import condensed or ideal milk when um, there are factories in Ghana that produce some of these items? Why import tomato pastes? Why? Why import soft drinks when there are companies in Ghana who can create jobs? Why import cooking oil? When there are companies, factories in Ghana that are doing so and trying in difficult circumstances? Why import certain drugs when there are pharmaceutical companies in Ghana who can do those things? So let's not politicize this. Let's not say, oh, it is somebody's pocket we are going to make heavy. It is all of our pockets that must be made heavy by creating jobs, by supporting our own. So let's make this change happen. We don't make it happen, or we we talk about the temporary uh, difficulties or challenges that we will create by changing. If If we are afraid of the problems that can come with change, change will not come. God, I must change. Or it dies. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fresh Matters. You can listen to all the other episodes wherever you get your podcasts. God bless you. This has been Fresh Matters and I am Papa Kwesi Endom.